All right. I know it's been a busy evening, so thank you so much for taking a little time here to uh, chat with us. Uh, we'll go ahead and just jump right into questions if that works for you all. Great. Okay. Great. Our first question for tonight will come from Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Hey, guys. Uh, Justin, on Friday, you mentioned looking for a uh, unique profile in some of these guys you like to draft. What about Azabuki jumps out uh, that kind of fits that description? So a lot of things, uh, Ben. Um, unique physical characteristics, 7-7 um, seven, seven wingspan, uh, unique power numbers uh, in our uh, athletic testing um, measurements, measuring power. He's has one of the highest power numbers of there's only 18 players in the last 10 years that have had the power numbers that he has had. So physical attributes, length, size, power, and unique offensive and defensive production. Um, he is the NCAA leader in field goal percentage uh, all time, I believe around 74%. Uh, his strength and ability to finish through contact, uh, great lob radius, has the potential to be a very good role man. And in our opinion, um, the most defensive, most impactful defensive player in the draft. Great. Okay, next question will come from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Justin. Hey, David. Um, I was wanting to know kind of how the uh, movement to get to 27 and 38 happened for you guys? How did that sort of play out? Sure. So. Okay. So our first question for tonight will come from Ben Anderson. Sports. Is that the recording? Hey guys. Uh, on Friday, you mentioned looking for. All right. Uh, let me make sure everybody needs to make sure you're muted, please. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Come on, Locke. That would be weird. <laughs> hey, Sarah, can you uh, repeat the question, please? Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm wanting to know how the move to 27 and 38 played out, how that sort of uh, showed itself to you guys. Sure. So a couple things with the draft, uh, as you know, you've covered them for quite a while. They're not, it's not just a singular event. Um the draft is one of many parts of how we go about team building wise. So it's obviously been a unique year with COVID and the, the long, you know, time that we've had a chance to not only study uh, these players in the draft, but also study the league, study our team, study the avenues in which we think we can improve. And this is just one part of it. So as part of those conversations, um, certainly we're on the phone with different teams about trying to address things that we want to do, whether that's um, acquire more assets so that we can use it as part of future team building things. Um, and sometimes in certain situations, you don't always want to do that on the clock. Uh, for us, the opportunity came um, last night for us to um, acquire uh, value for our, our 23rd pick and have that turn into a couple different things. One, um, a position of players that we felt very comfortable in, whether selecting one or both, and two, other things to talk about with other teams as we gather it. Those conversations move very fast once you get into the draft. Um, thing, you know, if you go, once you guys go through kind of the autopsy of the draft, 
um, and actually look at all the transactions. Um, there were first round picks, even I think, I believe one of ours that was passed around in some way or form by two or three different teams. So the decision-making process is finding that it's enough for what you want to get done at the time you want to get it done. And for us, we valued knowing we would have those two picks going into the draft that allows us to accomplish the things, not only that um, we can comment about tonight, but also all the plans that we have as it's tied to the rest of the draft, free agency, um, you know, future team building things, and just one part for us to try to put the most competitive and most complete team on the court. Yeah, and Sarah, I would just add that adding the uh, second pick opened up a lot of uh, different conversations and opportunities for, for us to talk different teams on uh, a variety of different um, options. So it, it made some sense for us to do it last night so we could have those conversations throughout the day today. All right, next question will come from Tony Jones, The Athletic. When you, uh, when you got, uh, Justin, when you guys look at uh, Doak, um, do you envision him being NBA ready from a physicality standpoint and from, from a maturity standpoint and being able to step into those non-Rudy minutes or is there something that, that's fluid uh, as, as we had in the free agency and beyond towards the season? Good question, Tony. I think, first of all, um, you know, Doak comes from a great program. Uh, he has improved every year coming in as a McDonald's All-American and then being part of a great culture, defense, offense, great production in terms of winning at KU. So he's as prepared as a college player. Now, as you know, they're all still rookies. And in this unique year, you've got guys who have not played in a competitive five-on-five um, -five environment with fans, with referees, with coaches, um, with very good opponents, and now a completely set of uh, new set of rules. You know, college is very different than the NBA. So all of that time is we expect every player to have some sort of an adjustment. Um, we all we do pride ourselves in, in player development, and we're very proud of Doak in his character, his work ethic, his ability to improve, um, whether that's physically, skill-wise, uh, and learning the NBA. So I, I don't think you I want to put anything on one player, especially a rookie coming in under those circumstances, like this is what we're going to do. As I told Sarah in her question, this is just one part of our and one phase of a team building plan to put the most competitive team on the court. We, we took a lot of time as you know, Dennis and I were on, had availability with you guys multiple times. Um, we know where we need to improve. Uh, we wanted, we want to see if we can accomplish that in any number of ways. Uh, it's not just a singular one for one uh, acquisition. It's a uniquely impactful defensive player that we can add to our group hopefully get him integrated and continue to get better. And he's, he fits us both character wise, work ethic wise, unique physical presence and a defensive um, mentality. Yeah. Hey, Tony, I just, uh, just add to that, that, you know, there's no summer league. Uh, 
they, they don't have the opportunity to work, work with our coaches during the, uh, during the summer or in ATOs. So, uh, I, I mean, uh, OTAs. So in any event, they, uh, it, it's going to be a, a difficult adjustment for all of the uh, rookies coming in, but certainly uh, like Justin said, uh, Doak comes from a, he comes from a great program and um, uh, we're excited to see what he's going to be able to do when he gets here. Next question will be from Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey guys, thanks for the time. Um, wanted to ask, you know, in, in kind of 2020 and a year in, in the era of pace and space, how Udoka fits into that. Um, and in particular, kind of how you weighed drafting a center versus drafting maybe one of the wings or guards available on the board. So Andy, good question. Um, obviously, you know, we have uh, a lot of study with, with draft prospects, guards, wings, bigs, each of them bring different skills that we feel, um, you know, could debate and always there's there's lots of different players that could help us in any number of ways what we felt at the end of the day that that doke was the best defensive player best player available given his unique production physical attributes and um, ability to affect both offensively and defensively on the court now it's going to take him some time to get acclimated as i said to tony's question that ruled the day. Um, when you talk about best player available, you're getting into like a relative value of what a, a center is versus a big versus a wing versus a guard. What we look at it as is unique talent that we wanted to add to our group. And at the end of the day, that that unique talent outweighed everybody else that we wanted to you know, that we considered. And he was our guy. Okay. Um, Eric Walden, also Salt Lake Tribune, will be next. Hey guys, uh, I apologize if you've been asked this already. I was uh, I was on the Elijah Hughes call, so I joined a little bit late. But um, can you just kind of take me through what you see as as uh, his his immediate ability to impact the game, and also where he most kind of needs work going forward? Sure. Um, David, please add to this if you yep. want. Um, yep. The things that it's, it's an interesting thing in terms of scouting, Eric, we've, we've learned a lot with Dennis and, and the way our group has evolved uh, on the def I'll start with the defensive side. When you watch Doak, um, sometimes it can be hard to scout when you're looking for what a guy does, but what you are, it's harder to see is what doesn't happen on the court when he's on the court. You don't see attempts at the rim. You don't see uh, guys, uh, he, in almost every clip, we never saw, saw a big get behind him. Um, he's learned to play in a certain way where he can really use his physical attributes, his length to be a deterrent at the rim. Um, not only blocking shots, but just shots aren't happening at the rim when he's on the court let alone an excellent rebounder, good hands, a developing passer, uh, a willing passer. And that'll go, you know, those are some things that he'll continue to improve as he, he gets used to an NBA court and NBA rules. Offensively, unbelievable lob radius, 
catch radius when he's at the rim, um, has learned and continued to improve his body so that he can, he moves very well, better than you think laterally, um, which makes him a unique drawing force on offense, whether it's vertical spacing, and then just his ability, not only to catch, but finish through contact. You don't become the all-time uh, leader in the, in the NCAA history and field goal percentage without being able to finish. And that unique finishing ability um, makes him a, an incredibly impactful offensive player. Now, doing that in NBA space, doing that with NBA athletes, doing that with NBA guards, that's all going to be an adjustment. Doing it with the schedule, we're about to play 72 games in a very short period of time. There's always an adjustment period. So concluding on that, you know, the free throw shooting, sure, he's, you know, he's got to improve on that. But a lot of his free throws, when you go back through it, they're and ones because he's finishing so much stuff through contact that is very difficult. And his NBA, his, his physicality and strength is already applies on an NBA court with NBA athletes. I, yeah. And hey, Eric, uh, I would just add that he, he's, he's a unique athlete for his size. Justin's already talked about, obviously, his length and his wingspan and his power, but he, ha he, he has a he's, lateral quickness is also unique for a man his size. Um, and his, so from a defensive standpoint, you, you guys know how we play and how Rudy plays. Uh, it's important for us to have a big who can cover a lot of space uh, with his length and with his feet. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to take him time to adjust that, but he has the athletic qualities to do that. Okay, next question will come from Nio Campbell with the Jazz. Okay, sorry. Nio, can you unmute? I think can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Yeah, we Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're here. Um, so on Udoka's call, he spoke just about how excited he was to learn from Rudy. Um, so, you know, just going back into team building, how do you think the two will pair? And then when it comes to Rudy's leadership and other members on the team, how do you think they will help him grow? I think, you know, it, it's interesting. I'll share a little bit on we, – we had a couple um, – zoom interviews with doke and and we had gotten to speak to him quite a bit and get to know him a couple of things i was impressed aside from everything we've talked about on the court uh, and his character and all that that's it's a no-brainer frankly but i was impressed that he specifically knew about our team he specifically watched rudy while he was in college and you know he's he's a prepared guy but it came from the heart where those two identify with each other. Uh, Rudy was very excited uh, to have another guy um, that shares some of the qualities uh, that he has and defensive mentality. Um, so they're going to click great. And, you know, Rudy having someone that, that looks up to him, I think is great for Rudy. Uh, Rudy's a developing leader and has great experience. He's He's frank, you know, frankly, very cerebral about the game. And I think it, it'll be a great mentor for Doak. And it made me really excited that Doak was excited to learn from him and our coaching staff and, and be a part of here at the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I would just say that, that uh, you know, without a doubt, uh, Doak got the best mentor he could ever get in the NBA, right? So it's, it's a great match. 
Okay, next question, uh, Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey guys, um, you mentioned his character. Uh, could you just elaborate a little bit more about what impressed you about his character? Good question, Ryan. So um, as you guys will get a chance to know Doak more, um, you know, he's been through an incredible journey. I'm always impressed with guys that come over to the United States, you know, before their big time college prospects to come to the States for an education, come to learn the game of basketball, um, go without seeing your family for years at a time, uh, and then continue to improve. Um, he's always been a, a good worker, a good listener, um, somebody that cares about improving and wanting to be good uh, in his role and excelling in his role. Um, you know, all the intel, and it, it's not only just our interviews, but every, you know, we do deep dives on our guys. He's a considerate human being. He's smart. Um, and those are the types of guys with you got guys with great physical talent, um, unique abilities and production that want to get better. Um, that makes it very easy to take guys and add those types of guys to our program. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got tremendous work ethic just to, you know, play off what Justin said. He, uh, great work ethic, great energy. Um, he's got a great personality, um, he, uh, but, but the most important part, extremely competitive, big, extremely competitive um, and wants to get better uh, and has proven that every year he's consistently gotten better either with not only his uh, ability on the court, but also with his body. So, um, you know, all of those things were things that uh, stood out to us. Okay, we have time for one more question. Um, it will be from David Locke. How important is it for you to be able to play 48 minutes of the same style, both offensively and defensively? I think it's important if it's productive, David. <laughs> so um, we have, a, as you know, you know, that's what the business we're, we're in. Um, yes, it's important. Uh, it, it doesn't supersede talent, uh, production, physical, uh, you know, physical presence, measurements, power, strength, talent. However, those things are a unique fit for us. And it's very rare for us. It's very rare in the, in, in the draft. You do all this maneuvering and be able to find people that are both where we believe the best player available and also the best fit. Now, there'll be other people that argue about, you know, the value of a, a backup center or a center, or we look at it as a young developmental player that has character that fits us, production that can fit us, physical size and defensive ability that fits us. So, it is, you know, to get to your original question, sure. It Eventually, when we could get to that, that would be great. Um, and we hope that happens. Um, but the talent, first and foremost, is is what we wanted. Yeah, and the, the, the goal is to be able to play 48 minutes, both on the defensive and offensive side, the way we want to play. That is the goal. Um, and clearly, Dennis and Justin, throughout this process, when talking to you guys, has talked about the fact that we wanted to see if we could improve defensively. Um, and then, so that's a goal of ours, 
short-term and long-term, like Justin's talked about. So with Doak, we, we feel like not only defensively will, will he at some point be able to help us, but as Justin talked about offensively with his ability to, his length and his ability to roll and his unique size and power uh, that he'll be able to fit effectively in the way uh, Quinn likes to play.